Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And I know it's been a while since we posted our last episode, and I'm sorry about that. The World Test Championship loss was hard on all of us, and also I had a lot going on in general, apart from the podcast and apart from covering cricket. But today, I'm really excited to be talking about India versus Sri Lanka. Every year. India has played Sri Lanka since the 1990s. I don't think there's been a single year where these two teams haven't played a game. But there's something different about this particular tour. And that's the fact that there's an Indian test team in England getting ready to play a test series against them in August. And at the same time, there's another team led by a couple of players who will definitely make the T20 World Cup squad for later this year playing against Sri Lanka. Now, there's two things that that says. One is about Indian cricket and the depth that India has today, the depth and the talent that India has been able to develop through the domestic seasons and the IPL, but also about Sri Lanka cricket. You couldn't have imagined five to six years ago. In fact, just look at before the 2016 T20 World Cup, you could never have imagined a second string side going to play against Sri Lanka because Sri Lanka were just too good. But with the retirement of a lot of their stalwarts, players like Lasit Malinga, Mahila Jaiwad, players like Angelo Matthews not really being able to step up Uppul Tharanga as well and just a general lack of management in nurturing the new talent Sri Lanka has really fallen off a cliff ever since the 2016 T20 World Cup no team has lost more games of cricket than Sri Lanka Sri Lanka has lost the most games in one day internationals and T20 cricket their win-loss ratio is the worst in one day international cricket since that World Cup they've lost 54 games and in the and in T20 cricket they have the second worst win-loss ratio Zimbabwe being the team with the with the worst win-loss ratio but because of the number of games they play Sri Lanka's actually lost the most games in that format of the game as well so things not looking particularly good for Sri Lankan cricket but they've had some very good results they won a test series in South Africa they beat India in the Champions Trophy of 2017 and that famous upset against England in the 2019 World Cup really opened up the tournament so it's not that Sri Lanka doesn't have the talent. They have the talent. There's just a clear lack of management and quality of thought over there. They've had issues with their contracts and Sri Lankan cricket is really not doing too well right now. And if they do not do particularly well in this story, if they lose this series 6-0-5-1-4-2, it won't be particularly good for Sri Lankan cricket. And even for India, let's actually take a look at India, given that this is India-centric. There's a lot of things to look at, not merely from the quality of the cricket, because that will be competitive in this series. I'm sure that Sri Lanka will put up a fight in home conditions. But just from the outside, things to look forward to for the T20 World Cup, sort of like a build-up to that. So let's just go through the squad. The first is Shikhal Dhawan. There's a huge question over who's going to open in the T20 World Cup with Rohit Sharma. He's the vice-captain. He will open in that World Cup. Do you play KL Rahul or do you play Shikhar Dhawan? Rahul's form hasn't been particularly good in over the past one year or so. He had a fantastic IPL 2020, a decent tour of Australia, but ever since the home season has started, he's tapered off a little bit. He made a bit of a comeback in the IPL, but KL Rahul's sort of his IPL trajectory has been he gets a lot of runs, but the strike rate isn't particularly good. Dhawan, on the other hand, has been in the form of his life in T20 cricket. Every time he puts on that Delhi shirt, all of a sudden he's giving you 550. 50 runs in the IPL at a strike rate of about 145. So Shikhar Dhawan captaining the side. This is really his big chance. You know, he gets a couple of hundreds in this tour, dominates against a, qu- a quality opposition in their own backyard. And well, Shikhar Dhawan will make that T20 side, then not just the squad. 
If you go down that spot earlier, a couple of new names come into the side. Prithvi Shaw gets a call up. Devdutt Padikal, Zutulaj Gaikwad, Sudhir Kumar Yadav comes back. Manish Pandey comes back. It is a reckoning of sorts for Manish Pandey. Hardik Pandya, the most interesting name in this squad, returns for this series. Nitish Rana and Ishan Kishan get their maiden ODI call up. Sanju Samson returns. Yuzvendra Chahal, Rahul Chahal, Krishnapa Gautam, Kunal Pandya, Kuldeep Yadav comes back. Varun Chakravarti, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar is finally injury free. He's going to be vice captain Deepak Chahar and Navdeep Saini both returned and Chetan Sakaria has handed his ODI cap in this particular series there are net bowlers as well Ishan Purel is an interesting name over there Ishan Purel Arshdeep Singh I wanted them to be in the squad maybe for somebody like a Chetan Sakaria but it's okay that's the squad that India's got and immediately there's a few constraints you see one if Ishan Kishan or Sanju Samson has to play in the games. I think they'll go with Sanju Samson in the one days and Ishan Kishan in the T20s, but both will have to slot in at number three. That creates a bit of a conundrum for India because ideally you want to give both Prithvi Shaw, Devdutt Padikal and Ruturaj Gaikwad debuts. If you want to give all three of them debuts, they can only open with Shikhar Dhawan. So I think Prithvi Shaw will be first off the bench to open with Shikhar Dhawan in the T20s and Ruturaj Gaikwad will open in the one-day internationals. I think Devdutt Padikal will have to wait his turn just a little while longer, but he is next in line. And out of all the young batsmen India has produced over the last one year, you look at Prithvi Shaw, Shubman Gil, Zishapant, he's the one that's shown the most promise consistently. Now, there's something I want to touch upon really quickly when we talk about young players. We've talked about this depth that India has, how the India A system and Rahul Dravid have produced some fantastic players. Dravid is also the coach for this side, by the way. I think that's a good move made for Indian cricket. But the trend is they start off really well in international cricket. You look at Prithvi Shaw, Shubman Gil and Zishapant all started off incredibly well in international cricket and then tapered off for the while. Prithvi Shaw is now slowly coming back up. Shubman Gill is on a little bit of a downward spiral, but hopefully he'll come back up as well. Rishabh Pant had a huge downward spiral post the 2019 World Cup, but he's been making a comeback ever since the end of IPL 2020. So that's a trend that somebody like a Rahul Ravid will have to tackle in this particular series. So what other questions can India look at? I think the biggest thing India will want to look at is Hardik Pandya. Because if Pandya bowls, you can play Kulcha. Both Yuzi Chehel and Kuldeep Yadav are in the squad for both the ODIs and the T20s that start on the 13th of July. India will want Kulcha to play and start performing well again. Even if they don't play the T20 World Cup, wickets in the middle overs has once again become a problem. But in these type of conditions, you cannot go in with three spinners on flat decks in Dubai or all over the world, wherever the next few ICC tournaments will be played. So Pandya bowling is a huge factor. So Hardik Pandya has got to bat at number five, number six and give a few overs with the ball. That's far more important than his batting because with players like Krunal Pandya coming in at seven, Deepak Chahad, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, you actually have the batting depth in this particular squad with Kulcha coming in at the back and I think that should be India's combination. Play four bowlers, both the Pandya brothers and if they want some extra bowling option, you could play somebody like a Nitish Rana at number four or if they want to construct a 10-man team for the ODIs in the T20s, I think the structure will be pretty similar. Shikhar Dhawan and one of Prithvi Shaw or Rutaraj Gaikar will open the batting with Ishan Kishan or Sanju Samson coming in at three depending on the format. Nitish Rana at four, Manish Pandey at five, Hardik Pandya six, Krunal Pandya seven, um, Krunal Pandya at number seven and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, Deepak Chahal, Kuldeep Yadav and Yuzvendra Chahal. The only question really would be Surya Kumar Yadav because... If you look at the T20 World Cup later this year, and all of this is in the context of that World Cup, 
does he have a place in that side if virat kohli chooses to open like he's doing in the ipl and like he did in that last game against england then sky probably makes a case for himself at number 3 but if somebody like shreyas ayer returns he wasn't his place in the side as the incumbent and as somebody who's done incredibly well for india since the 2019 world cup so Ideally, India would want to construct a ten-man team. Take Manish Pandey out of the equation. Construct a ten-man team with Hardik Pandya at five and play Surya Kumar Yadav as a floater, sort of the kind of role CSK and Mumbai Indians have had for Ambati Raidu in the past. Give Surya Kumar Yadav that kind of role so he can go out there and play freely. And if he can do that well, give him that kind of role in the IPL as well. Mumbai Indians should give him that role if he can do that freely. He slots in very well in the T20 World Cup because then he. offers an alternative you can play five batsmen one of which is jadeja five bowlers and surya kumar yadav as your floater to ensure that depth that's a good combination the teams have used in the past it's the combination india used in 2007 to win the world cup where you had five batsmen one of which was yuvraj singh giving you a few overs five bowlers and rohit sharma as the floater in that world cup so if india can try doing something like that we have a very good chance at the world cup but the two things to look at The return of Bhuvneshwar Kumar and Shikhar Dhawan, Hardik Pandya's bowling, and how that affects Kuldeep Yadav when he's been in the Chahal, and can Surya Kumar Yadav play as a floater? That's all for us from this for this Sri Lanka series as a preview. We'll see you guys after the first leg of games are over. This podcast was created on Hubhopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast for free, visit studio.hubhopper.com or download the mobile app on the Google Play Store. Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcasts, Wink Music and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit studio.hubhopper.com. Thank you.